0: Theories under this realm believe that dreams come from the brain's attempt to interpret cortical activity or that dreams help forget unnecessary information. Another part of this theory is that that dreams help aid memory and consolidate things that were previously experienced.
1: Is it the fact that I had this rush and I had to kind of like calm myself, then I had to sleep and go through a dream to kind of let me process because i was trying to escape so the dream was was for me the stage to process
0: what was happening hello everyone welcome to the human library podcast your host Aslan, and myself and today's topic the psychology of dreams um let's start today's topic with what are dreams and what is a dream Well, a dream is a succession of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations that occur for the most part involuntarily during certain stages of sleep. They're not based on real life necessarily, as you can walk on landscapes you have never visited, spend time with friends you've not seen in 20 years, fly high above your hometown, all in one dream. Dreams have been studied by science, religion, and philosophy throughout history, and yet still not fully understood. We don't know... We do know that most dreams occur during the rapid eye movement, stage of sleep, also known as the REM cycle. It's where the activity in your brain is high, much like when you are awake. Um, What are they used for? Um, Psychology experts say that dreams are used for problem solving and routine brain activation or maintenance rather than for personality development, mood training, or truth finding. We're going to discuss... Furthermore, different approaches on theories about like the psychology of dreams. But this is like a standard um, type of definition. When it comes to understanding the psychology of dreams, there is no single answer. It depends whom you ask, basically. There's an example that if you dream that your teeth are falling out, it means that someone close to you will die. This is not necessarily universally agreed. Um, The interpretation of dreams are very different according to to the psychologist, to the perspective, to the theory used, and many other aspects. There's also one thing called lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming, it occurs when the dreamer is aware that they are in a dream and that they are able to control events within that dream, whereas regular dreaming often includes symbols and narratives that are generally outside of the dreamer's control. Um, what do dreams mean to you? Everyone dreams and our dreams can affect us strongly. Going through a process of dream interpreting can help you determine what aspect it represents in your life. So basically, uh, dream therapy and the interpretation of your dreams. So saying the basic of the psychology of dreams, I guess we would like to jump into... Um, different approaches yeah different aspects different aspects of it yeah um, well, if I may still have the floor, I would like to start with the father of psychoanalysis, just a basic um, overview of him, and then like everyone can of course jump yep. in and, and and give some information, of course, for whom doesn't know who is the father of psychoanalysis is Sigmund Freud. He was born in 1856 and died in 1939. He was an Austrian Jewish neurologist who is considered the founder of psychoanalysis. He's known especially for his work on dreams. They're considered groundbreaking because, for the, the most part, his contemporary thought that dreams had no significance, right? He has this really cool book. I cannot pronounce it in, in German. I will try. It's Die Trudentreng, The Interpretation of Dreams. On 1899. Just sounded like (laughs) gibberish. Probably. For all our German speakers, I apologize beforehand. Basically, a a quick recap on his theory. He believed that dreams were a manifestation of our deepest and sometimes darkest anxieties, as well as our deepest desires. He tied dreams to repressed childhood fixation and memories. He believed that our function of dreams was to release the sexual tension that each of the dreamer had, and these dreams had sexual meaning, regardless of the age of the dreamer um, he said that also the dreams are closed in this idea because of what they represented or the or the sentiment that the dreamer had that it could be such taboo that they will be repressed and they will be disguised with images. And symbols. So, one of an example that we can say about like the Sigmund Freud psychology of dreams is that let's call this guy Richard. Richard, um, one time, saw his mother's breasts and he got infatuated sexually with his mother's breasts. But because this is very not socially. Okay, and it's very considered like the sexuality of taboo, especially back at the time where this is a real example of how he portrayed it, by the way, um his theory. He had, then Richard went to sleep and had this dream that he was walking in the street, saw a nun like um praying and then he tripped and fell on the nun. Later on, he went searching for Sigmund Freud's help because he was very like, um, with a lot of anxiety very anxious. He had a lot of issues with this dream, and he needed someone to help him discover what this meant. So where he goes with Sigmund Freud and he explains this dream, then it was the work of the analyzer, of the psychoanalyzer, in this case would be Freud, to explain the dream to the dreamer. So he explained the idea that because Probably the, the non-praying meant an idea or a representation of her mother, which is like a, a saint, a very like high status for him that is mm-hmm. interpreted as a nun. Him falling into her was like this sexual tension that he had as a young man. And the idea of falling was that it was not okay for him to have these feelings, and that's why it, it, it was being repressed in his unconscious. So, this is a very basic information, a very basic example, sorry, of the theory of dreams from Sigmund Freud. Um, I also, one thing I've, I keep forgetting to mention, he divided the idea into the id, the Ego, and the Super Ego, right? The human psyche. Exactly, the, the human psyche in his way, in his map. So, the id was kind of like the truest, purest form. Then the ego was, like, trying to maintain balance. Yeah. And then the superego was, like, the super depressed and suppressed desires and everything that was, like, buried within the person, right? right? And then basically our day-to-day was our ego trying to maintain this, like, cognitive awareness and social behavior and personal behavior and family behavior um, into the standards and norms. The superego was everything that were, like, your desires, what you actually really wanted to, but you were not allowed because of family reasons, social reasons, or because it was just, as he said it, taboo. And then, like the id was like the purest form and nature. You know, a good uh, uh, metaphor
2: to explain the Eid ego, and the super ego is the well. It's in the in the film. It's perfectly explained. The film um, I think it's called Psycho uh it's like the so there's the basement there's the the like living like the first floor when you everyone lives and then upper floor is like where his mother lives his old mom okay and she always like gives orders and like tells him stuff that's the super ego so it's like the voice shouting at you from above the authority what you want to do right yeah like no, you, you need to do this yeah or, like and the the normal like floors when the guests come in, the, like it's like the this is your ego, like the ha-
0: like you enter my home here everything happens. Everything seems nice yeah, and exactly. arranged and in yeah. order. And this is what people see of you. Exactly, because people don't go up. And,
2: like, exactly, they don't go they're up not that loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the basement is where he does the murdering, I think, <laughs> or something. I think that's what it is. But you can also interpret it that way. Where the basement is the it is everything like urges is, the yeah. secret repressed urges and that's where he does the murdering so that's a good example to explain to people how these things function in freud's theory of personality that,
0: that's very that's very nice because i believe that the it was like the the purest form of self right mm-hmm. but then how this movie is represented the purest form of him is being a psycho like a serial killer yeah it's like so that that's actually cool just like an FYI to everyone
2: <laughs> so do so dreams represent the purest form of the person
0: no according to sigmund freud dreams represent all the desires that are like repressed yeah. within an individual yeah 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 so like the example that i made with richard is that he has these sexual needs and urges that are not meant yeah because they're considered taboo yeah. so he's repressed and then the moment he sees his mother like dressed in a little way that he feels that he gets, like, kind of aroused. Then between his sexual tensions and this, his, his sexual needs being repressed and the idea that he got aroused by seeing his mother, then the two things got, like, okay. into, like, a ticking bomb that is not allowing him to actually process all this information and he has these crazy-ass dreams. And he has these feelings that when he wakes up that something is weird with him or not well... So that's why he seeks help with Freud. Okay. And, it, and it was like the example that he tells this dream to Freud, and Freud, who is in charge of psychoanalyzing the dream for his patient, comes up with the conclusion that it's probably because he has the taboo of his sexual like, needs um, covered. And then the interpretation that he's seeing these sexual needs in his household ...being portrayed by his mother... ...which is more taboo and more like... ...more bad in a social behavior... ...so that's why he falls into a nun. Uh, you know, these type of things. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's So it's kind of like... ...so what we're observing
2: here is kind of like... ...the dream trying to... ...like it has symbolisms.
0: Yes, that you're, yes.
2: It, so it's not like you're not seeing a dream
0: reenact exactly what you're experiencing never yeah your mind will work in an, in an, in an, in an, in, an, in an aspect that will show you images or yeah. symbols that will represent something within you that is not open for the public so you have to trace it back to the feeling or yeah. to the emotion a so, thought yeah so for example richard was a catholic um, a catholic christian yeah um, he went to church for example every sunday he, like, hi, hi, like highly considered, highly statues the church. So for him, like, nuns and priests were, like, high value. So in his dream, the aspect of having a nun praying, like, with a cross on her hand, it's a saying that, and like, it's a representation that there's a high-value person in his dream. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, mm-hmm. he has a sexual attraction to her because he falls into her. Mm-hmm. So according to Freud this could mean that he has, like, sexual needs been repressed because it's not considered socially acceptable, you know? So he immediately just, like, puts it back in the back door.
2: I see, yeah, yeah, And then the
0: idea that there's this, like, high woman in his dream where he falls in, then taking a a closer look to his household because he didn't have sisters or anything, then that would mean that it was his mother that he had, like... Yeah. A, a sexual fixation for a moment
2: yeah and it's all around the repressing repression yes. it's all around it's like things that throughout your daily life that are being basically repressed because it's not i'm mean, it's not like um, allowed or it's taboo basically it,
0: it's taboo word. it's like forbidden it's like social but it's forbidden in a social in yeah, a social exactly. group yeah. We have to think that back at the time, like this is still like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. it, like Victorian? Uh, no, no, After Victorian. I, no, yeah, yeah. After okay, okay. A bit after. Okay. It's like he actually he also gave like treatment to First World War like okay. um, got, like people with PTSD, and he treated them overly, and. <sighs> but that time in Europe also repression was a big thing.
2: Yes. Like I, I think Freud is also kind of the uh product of that time in a way of course way. like he, of course. his his analysis is very much focused
0: on this his ideas now are yeah. people from that era <laughs> that's the thing his ideas nowadays the majority of his ideas they don't go very well with the
2: they raise important things but they don't go as deep
0: into like they're not exploring everything they're focused on one little aspect no but they're outdated time. There okay. are the, he also believed that certain behaviors came from our genealogical tree from even the Ice Age. Okay. Like, for centuries and centuries back. And the, the, these ideas were even outdated back at the time, but he believed mm. that this could be an, an example or a, a, an explanation of why humans behave the way they behaved, right? He also believed that kids... Also, like kids, young kids from the age of four to eight, for example, they still, they they had sexual needs, they had sexual energy, they had like, um, they needed to interpret that sex, but because they were still kids and they were like repressed because of education and their family, and the only people that they saw love, like giving love to each other were their parents, so they portrayed the sexual energy repressed mainly toward their parents. For example, this is one of the many ideas that he had. Yeah. nowadays like he opened the door he's considered the father of psychoanalysis because he opened the door for like future doctors and future future like psychologists yeah,
2: of course. to like he started the mm-hmm. whole thing
0: yeah, yeah. but nowadays if we go into his theories there's some things that yeah. do not make sense at all and there's of other course. things that might be like yeah. we'll leave it to the viewer at this, yeah. at the end of the day right but like Definitely. Still.
2: I think he. Well, I think there are a lot of important contributions that he did, which is like the whole, like the idea of the subconscious itself. I think it's he's yeah. the first person to
0: kind of explore that. Dude, his book, the the interpretation of dreams, that was written on eighteen ninety nine. Yeah. There's still a book that nowadays is recommended to read, like in universities. Yeah. Still yeah, yeah.
2: Like,
0: Jordan Peterson recommends this book to the readers yeah, yeah. in because. What he says, and I I kind of personally agree with that, I don't believe that dreams come randomly. They're just random acts of, like... Neuronal firings, he says. Yeah. Like, random neuronal firings. Yeah, no... That's
2: kind of very scientific, cognitive uh, explanation of dreams.
0: That's actually one of the theories of the dream... One of the the three dream theories that we're going to go through, like, in this episode. One of them talks about the cognitive interpretation of the dreams. Right, and that's the same thing as Freud was saying, that there must be a meaning behind the dreamings, like the, the, sorry, the dreams. There must be a reason behind the dreams. The only thing is that he focused more into, like, the dreams come out from the unconscious because they're suppressed. It's everything that you don't wish to talk about, everything that you don't wish to other people to see, or everything that, according to society, is not very well seen at or... or Yeah. So everything is like, I know. Yeah, taboo. (laughs) That word in his like in his work is said over and over again, taboo, (laughs) because it's it is taboo, right? Yeah. yeah. Still nowadays we think like we still have a lot of of sexual
2: taboo. taboo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all it's like uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like yeah, we don't want to go into that, but I think and in general there can be made an argument that to this day, even though there has been a sexual revolution. There's, There's still a lot not of not really a revolution that it's, it's, in, it's like the same, ta- it's kind of taboos, but in different ways now. Like there are different taboos now. Like, it, also depends in which society
0: you're talking about. Yeah. I mean,
2: let's say like in always, right?
0: Europe, let's say still there are some taboos, I'm sure. a lot, Of course, a lot. Yeah. Even within certain families, right? Exactly. Um, what do you think, Mehdi? yeah jump in anytime i'm <laughs> um,
1: i'm very very entertained and i didn't want to disrupt the conversation that was uh that was going on <laughs>
2: adriano just went all in like the first time.
1: yeah dude uh, it was it was it was amazing i like the introduction and uh, i like the fact that we started with uh with freud um what i want to say is at the very end um i was i was thinking about two things mainly so Is there really a meaning behind the dream? Or as long as we dream, there should be a meaning. I think it's two things that we need to consider. The fact that we dream means that there is something behind it, or there is actually a meaning behind every dream. Cause from my personal experience, I look at some dreams. I cannot find meaning per se, but there might be a meaning. And in other ones, I feel that this actually makes sense. Like I can correlate some stuff that I was feeling before the dream or some events to the, um, to the actual dream. I would like to, um, say something related to what Carl Jung believed in. It's like the conscious, um, the conscious mind, it's like a ship and it's going in an, um, in a huge ocean, which is the, um, the unconscious. So like the, the unconscious. We feel that we have control over many many things in life, but the unconscious always um, drives itself by by the motives and the different um oppressed feelings that that we have in in life in general. So dreams could be a good way for the unconscious to transmit some some messages to us um and to remind us or prepare us for some some stuff that we're not really realizing or considering um in in that time i think also the word interpretation of dreams i think it's very hard to have an objective interpretation because you're always going to be biased for example if if you really like Jung, for for example freud there is always a sexual desire or sexual oppression behind uh behind dreams for example there are in in mythology or like in some some religions if you um, if you see someone in let's say in a specific attire there should be a messenger telling you something or um, in different cultures also the way you deal with dreams for example if you see a nightmare or if you're dreaming about bad things or someone dying in your dream then you should not talk about it at all in some cultures you need to go to the bathroom maybe uh say it there and then flush or <laughs> something like that like there are there are many many ways of the interpretation of dreams and dealing with dreams according to the school of thought that you believe in um and the mythology
0: or the culture that you're coming from dude and this is very this is amazing what you just said yeah because then we can see that actually like many ramifications of of human of humans trying to figure out what the fuck dreams are mm. a- and different aspects. Because as you said, back at the time, like when we go back into like pagan times, like if you had a dream, it would be like the gods visited in my dreams. There's a message being told through me. There's something I need to do. My dreams are speaking to me, Ancient right? Greek yeah, Greek yeah. When we people. go to, to mythology as well, it's like Zeus come, came into my dream and told me, that this is going to happen, this is a bad omen, or yeah. this is a good omen, yeah. or this kind of stuff, then like, oh, I don't know, like, Jesus visited me while I was sleeping, and he told me to, I think that's like how the Mormons um, came into place okay. in North America, I'm not entirely sure to yeah. begin with, but I'm going to say this, I think he had a dream, and that's why he rewrote the Bible, the Mormon Bible, Okay. I'm not entirely sure about this, do you but yeah. I think something like this happened. Watch the, the what's the play? The Book of Mormon. The book uh, on Broadway? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe, the, I don't know. Yeah. To go into no, but I, I think actually it is something, it's something like that. Many things have come through, like, to humans through dreams, right? Definitely. And, like, the question is, is, like, where does it come from? Because if you really
2: want to ask, like, how does it come, how does it appear out of nothingness, right? Like, that's the really, well, it doesn't, but.
0: <laughs> there's, uh, there's actually the Theory X. This is not the other three that we're going to discuss, but this is Theory X. It states that dreams are often a reflection of things that happened when a person was awake. The resting brain is retrieving that information, digesting it, and leaving it, living from it. Also believed to be the stage in which memories get eliminated, updated, or edited. Okay. So in this, in what it's meaning is that all the information that basically was processed while you were awake, the one that was not being able to consciously processed, it goes into the it goes into the dream stage mm-hmm. of your unconscious, and then your brain will manipulate this information to change your memories. That's why, like even nowadays, when there is like a, a witness for a case, they don't. They don't necessarily witness is a strong evidence that something happened, depending on the time the 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 crime co- was committed, because the memories of humans get modified through the, the through through time. And mm. theory X says that the dreams are like a reason why memories get updated, modified because of the amount of information that we're seeing. Right. So this could be like. The different aspects of why, like, if you have, a like, religions, um, psychology, um, like, personal or whatever, you're always trying to figure out what a dream is. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's, like, familiar. Like, a dream is familiar to you. Hmm. If dreams didn't came out from the information that you are, like, receiving, you're retrieving when you're awake, the, sim- the, the easiest way to explain this is, like, when you see a horror movie... And then you have a nightmare about the horror movie. Then this wouldn't happen. Mm. Y- you know, this is like if, the, if dreams were random and yeah. like and they were just like coming from out of the blue of your imagination. Then you wouldn't be able to have nightmares coming from a from seeing a movie like a horror movie. Yeah, because that is literally the information that you saw prior. It affected your your emotion, it affected your psyche, and then you dreamt about it. So that's mm-hmm. an example that the dreams like. The information of the dreams are from when you're awake, right? Yeah. Yeah. I
2: I wanna. That's very interesting. Go, Aslan. I wanna. I wanna just bring it back to the um, the thing we mentioned about the ancient people and and how it was. um, You know, when you dream of Zeus coming into your dream, it means it's like a bad omen or like whatever the message is. You take it very seriously, right? So if we take this theory and like bring it into this. It means that basically, obvi- like, let's from a rational psychological perspective, it's a dream, then would not be uh, literally a god visiting you in your dream, but it would be something that throughout, let's say, throughout your waking life, things that you're not processing, they appear in your dream as a symbol, whatever your symbol of your culture is for like authoritative voice yeah, yeah. or like it. the dream does that like that's a fascinating thing about dreams that it does the whole work building, for you yeah <laughs> it builds this narrative of like hey zeus telling you something where in reality it's like something that you're ignoring for for example or things you're neglecting the information is there
0: the information is there and you're awake yeah. but you're not the, being able to register it exactly
2: the- or you are not doing like you're like you're consciously not putting it away maybe
0: for you know. x y or c yeah totally yeah totally agree
2: yeah you no know, dreams. In your dream it appears to you in that form yeah go ahead
1: dreams dreams right now sound like uh like a piece of art like there there is a there is a nice message behind it and even the way it's symbolized it's it's very interesting but what i'm thinking is um the inter- interpretation is very difficult for example um let's say someone if um someone is dreaming of um I don't know, hiking in a mountain, you can say that it's a symbol of a pursuit of something noble or something like that, but it could be also like the fact that he was thinking about just hiking, you know? So the the study Mm -hmm. of the interpretation of dream, I don't think it should come just from the dream itself. Like there should be a deep analysis of the events before that, Um, the study of, of the characters um the person itself, the culture, you should you should put in front of you all the data before you think of interpreting one, one of these dreams.
0: No, no no, And we're missing something out. We, we're, we're, we're leaving out something very important. Is one of the main things of the interpretation of dreams is the feeling that you have during the dream. Yeah, mm. it's, it's like how did you felt? How did you felt when you were dreaming? I felt anxious, I was scared, I felt happy, I felt like exuberated, I I felt jealous. And then it's like, why do you feel jealous? Because when I was walking up this mountain trying to reach the top, I saw that I was the very last or my sister was in front of me. And then it's like, why do you portray this as your sister being in front of you? It's like, uh, I don't know. Well, there's something there that we need to work on. You know what I mean? And then also, mm. you know, there is a way to
2: do it is by uh, trying to ask questions about what everything means in the dream. Like, what does this remind you of? Like, exactly. What does your sister remind you exactly. of in your dream? So then you start forming like a network of different
0: exactly. meetings in the dream. No, it, 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 this is actually, I, I wanted to add this for the viewers because what <laughs> Mehdi said before is actually right. It's not like, well, I was just dreaming that I was like going up the stairs. Yeah. And that's it. It's like, how did you feel going up the stairs? Well, I felt like I was very slow going up the stairs. Yeah. I felt heavy, and did you? How long did it took you to go up the stairs? I felt it was ages, like it took me forever. And when you reached the top, where you like, wh- what happened there? I opened the door and I saw the sun coming out of the sky, but it was dark. Even though there was the sun, it was kind of dark. Yeah. You you, you then you start like analyzing the aspects of the dream per
2: se yeah so, yeah yeah then it becomes clear to you in terms of like okay what was that what, what it what what it what it means what was i feeling mm-hmm. during that moment like or like even if you get, go up the stairs imagine and you're like oh i keep kept going
0: up but i never reached exactly it never uh, reached something the yeah and i was that also means something yeah yeah you. but and also it's personal that's why yeah. That's one of the things that Freud used to say that I don't totally agree with him in his theory. He said that the psychoanalyzer, it was his job and his duty to interpretate the dream for the dreamer. Which Mm. nowadays, when it comes to dream therapy, if I'm not mistaken, um, what the psychoanalyzer or analyst is doing is just paving the way for the dreamer to figure out what was he dreaming and the feelings that he had in the dreams yeah. and where does these feelings are coming from yeah it's, it's I, mainly I think guidance you said and that, assistance
1: like... in that
0: process yes well yeah 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 Well, freud said like ah you're dreaming this because of this this and this period yeah there's nothing else that, that yeah, was yeah, that was yeah. his was like... ego speaking <laughs> yes you <laughs> know it's shit. funny that he called like the dude and it's funny how he called the normal person ego but then like everything else is the super ego right like the 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 super like the other all all the other aspects of like i want to do this and this and this and this and this and i feel this 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 but that's wrong then you just fucking repress it on your brain Mm. that's the super ego you know it puts everything in a very limited framework yeah that works for his theory only only Hmm. exactly and it feels like it's the opposite from Nietzsche in a, in, 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 in a point of view because Nietzsche talks... This is totally opposite as well, but just an idea. Nietzsche talks about the superhuman, how to become the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the superego, how like how the, the worst version of yourself is out there to get you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think also Jung mentioned that um, when you're uh, doing a dream interpretation... Whenever there is a certain like you like you think of different uh, what what the objects in your dream make you feel or make you think of, and sometimes when you reach a certain interpretation, you're like "Uh aha, like you feel like this this is it, and that's a good moment to like really like that's probably what it is. If you really feel like "Uh aha, I got this, like yeah, this is it, then that means you're forming like a connection. You're kind of uncovering the subconscious content. And you like, ah, like you feel there's a connection, kind of. He
0: he also, like, correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) but like with 90% of his work, his amazing work, he's also focused a lot on the shadow, right? Definitely. So like, also like the interpretation of Dreams for Young was like all the shadow aspects of a person. Yeah. Wouldn't that be similar to Freud's? Um,
2: Yeah, because Freud, in a sense, was... Because Freud was talking only about the shadow but i don't think he called it shadow because he wasn't into archetypes
0: no he uh, called it into taboo into the repressed desires yeah into sexual te- sexual desire it's, it's, it's yeah. kind of yeah. similar try-
1: it's it's two different ways of of saying uh, the unconscious kind is, of yeah but he was he was more focused yeah, on the is... oppression of sexual desires not the fact that you might have like terrible some other terrible experiences that doesn't per se exactly. um, connect with any sexual desires and that's that's what's different about jung also it's interesting to mention that jung studied a very important number of cases dream cases because he was uh, very deep into doing research i think it's 80000 dream cases or something something like that that's from from the research that i've done um and i think You know even the the interesting part is um for example when it comes to someone being killed in a dream it could have different interpretations it could come from hatred to that person it could come from a deep love to that person and it could also come as you know like as a um, as a wake-up call sometimes there was this example of um the person who was dreaming about his his son getting killed or something like that but it was it was a sign for him um it's as if he was not doing good as a father that he dreamt of his son being killed it's like um it's like a wake-up call you know it's like preparing him that he's he's not really doing well it's like that guilt feeling transmitted into the message of his son being killed, like the worst thing that can happen to his kid. And he needs to like rethink about what he's doing and his relationship with his son. But also if, if, if sometimes you dream about someone being killed, you're probably thinking about that person that much either come from love or, or hatred. And from my personal experience, I think, I dreamt about some specific people being killed that very close to me, like there is a kind of unconditional love. And well, the way I understood, um, the interpretation of, of my dream, and that's, that's by myself, I I didn't do like dream therapy or something like that, is that the fact that I was, um, thinking too much about the uncertainty of what can happen to them in the future. And that's like this kind of worrying the fact that you're not very close to them. Like distance wise, you're, you're in another country, something could happen to them. Like you think about this feeling too much that you, you think about the person dying, for example, in a dream or something like that. But it comes from worrying and overthinking about this person. Yeah. Like, like the fact that you're worrying about this person, but you cannot do much. Like you're kind of helpless. So like you see this person dying in front of you in a dream. It's like, it's something you cannot control. It's like morality, you know, that it's happening. You should not worry kind of that's, that's my personal interpretation. And again, we're, we're always biased towards how we interpret things, but I also feel that it's very important for the dreamer to be able to do some kind of analysis and research. To understand the roots of why he's, or she, to be uh, inclusive, um, why the person is feeling or dreaming that way, like w- w- what's behind it, it's 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 also a self-awareness exercise, if I if I might call it this way. Because that's yeah. your unconscious afterwards. I agree. Like it's uh, it's something the- that you should understand and analyze.
0: The, the only thing that, for example, for this, it, it becomes a little bit tricky is that nowadays there are like stated meanings for certain things when you dream of. So I, they, they, I said the example before, like when you dream, if your teeth are falling down, falling out, like you're losing your teeth, it means that someone close to you will die or something like that. This, is, this for example, is very known in, like in the country I'm from it's still like if you dream that your teeth are falling down someone close like with your is going to die and then you can like what the fuck you, you know what i mean but that's not necessarily like the entirety of it but what what it does it what does it represent so so, so is it is it, it is must... it
1: that is it that you're afraid about a person being died so the symbol of that is you losing a tooth or
0: for 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 example, what's the it, reasoning behind it? Like we're close friends. Well, yeah. it, that's the thing. It's at, at the at the same time at the same time becomes a little bit of an individual interpretation of the feeling after it. Yeah. For example, we can be very close friends, but we got into an argument, and that day I go home, and then in my dream I'm just having a coffee with Aslan, and then when I see my my cup of coffee, I feel that two t- two tooth came out, and I see them floating on my coffee, and then I wake up with anxiety, trying to figure out what that means that could mean that i feel that our relationship is in peril and i feeling that i'm losing tooth tooth like coming out because it's him and me that are getting out of yeah. out of, of out of context for, that's yeah. an example that's the that's what but it becomes Is that, tricky is that a common dream that's, that's uh,
1: sorry sorry i just I, i'm there just interested to know
0: is, is that is
1: that one a common dream common...
0: for example when you lose hair it's a common dream i i I'm not entirely sure about what I'm going to say, but I believe so. I think Freud actually gave um, symbolism to common dreams like the one of losing your teeth. Like like when you you lose hair, it means that something might happen. I I don't remember exactly well what the the behind the the, the dream meant. But when... was the other? They say that if you die in your dream, it means that you're going to live longer. That's another thing that in my country they used to say, for example, like if you yeah, get yeah. told on your dream or something. Maybe. So like, uh, it's weird. Well, it's but that's within like, um, this
1: this interpretation of a dream like that it means that it was a message from a supernatural power that knows that you li- you're gonna live longer. It's not an internal thing. If you want to put of. it in
0: a religious aspect, then yes.
1: Because otherwise, mm, yeah. it's kind like, like, the interpretation, uh... the fact that I'm dreaming about me dying, if it means that I'm going to live longer, what's... Because I I'm, I can fairly understand the other ones, the oppressions or the bad events, and then there is there is a sequence. Like, you understand kind of the pattern. Or maybe also human needs, like like wet dreams, for example. Like, you you have a kind of sexual... Um, oppression or any like sexual arousal and then you know you dream and then you have a wet dream for example that's that's a need that's a human need for example so it's kind of understandable to dream about like a nice girl or something like that but um, (laughs) when it comes to something that it's out of the internal stuff that you can understand the fact that if you die, it means you're going to live longer. Okay. According to who is, is there like a, there should be like a kind of study. If you dream, you need to report, if, if you have this specific dream, you need to report, and then we track your lifetime span and we see if, if you're actually going to live longer or not.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's not set on stone, right? But it's, it's like a social idea of what this dream actually means, because also yeah. it depends culturally this kind of stuff and i'm actually happy you brought about like the different type of interpretation of dreams because i think it's time to jump on the three different ones that we're going to discuss um let's go for the first one we're going to go one by one and discuss them and see (laughs) which one is the one we actually keep for ourselves and then the viewers you will decide so the three main theories of dreaming this is the psycho Physiological theory of dreaming, which is the physical body dreams. These, three, these theories of dreaming de- discuss how the brain processes information and how it manifests as a dream. Some theories believe that dreams are simply the result of trying to make sense of the high amounts of cortical activity. Theories under this realm believe that dreams come from the brain's attempt to interpret cortical activity or that dreams help forget unnecessary information. Another part of this theory is that, dream, that dreams help aid memory and consolidate things that were previously experienced. So, for example, when you go through a traumatic experience, when you go through a traumatic experience, your brain will shut that memory off. You won't have consciously remember what happened because it's too much for your brain to handle it, mm-hmm. so it just literally blocks it puts it on a little fucking cube and throws it it at the back of your brain. Mm -hmm. But then you dream of it constantly. Mm -hmm. This is an idea of the cortical experience that your brain is recopilating all this information. So like when you go on your day by day, the information that you see around you is so much that your brain cannot process all of it at once. So it just throws at you between 15-25% of it. And the other the other amount is just like just gather information, you know, like an old camera like and then just puts it just gets thrown at the back of the brain. And then when you dream is like this information that you had stored there and it's thrown at you in your in your dreams and they get like all crazy and stuff. And another way of interpreting dream, sorry, is that when you're conscious, it's it feels more like masculine energy, you know, point by point. While when you're dreaming, it feels more of a feminine energy, which is like everything, everywhere all at once, type of thing, like everything is thrown out of there. That's why you can be riding a sea turtle in the air and then like jumping out of somewhere, but it, it depends, right? So this is one of the of the of the of the theories of dreaming. So I guess. The
2: what I'm, what here I'm thinking about be now.
0: Like... Go 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 for the question. Sorry, thought you were done. No no no. First, you go, go. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, what I'm thinking go about ahead. is, um, for example, sometimes. Um, and I'm thinking now also about a personal experience that I had with with a dream. I don't know. By the way, we need to have an episode about déjà vu because this feels like a déjà vu for now, like for me, and I don't understand why. Yeah. We can, we can talk about it afterwards. Um, so one of the, the dreams that I had, and it kind of stayed remarkable in my mind. When I was a kid, I was in a, like a very intense verbal argument with a big guy who was like, there was a 15 years difference. So I, I felt like this physical thread that it, that it's, it's coming. Um, nothing, nothing happened physically, but it was a very intense, like a, like verbal argument. And then what I remember. I, I was probably like 11 years old or like 12 years old, something like that. Um, I remember that I went home, I went to my room, and then I took a nap. I I'm, i don't normally take naps, when, I, especially when I was a kid. I, I I didn't use to take any kind of naps. But then it was like a kind of escape to the rush that I had um, thinking about this physical threat. And I remember that I was... Um, In my dream, I was dreaming that I was running and at some point I was about to fail. And then I actually did the movement with, with my leg as if I'm, as if I'm running. And then I woke up like it's, it's out of a physical reaction, physiological reaction, let's say, and physical reaction that I actually woke up from, from that dream. And now, since you were saying that I was thinking. Is it the fact that I had this, um, how's it called uh, the adrenaline rush? Is it the fact that I had this rush and I had to kind of like calm myself, then I had to sleep and go through a dream to kind of let me process because I was trying to escape. So the dream was, was for me, the stage to process what was happening. And was it the rush that made me dream? Or the fact that I was thinking about it is when I was when I was sleeping, it was signaling to the mind that I still feel the threat, so I need to go through another stage. Do you get what I'm what I'm what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. It feels like the emotion that you went through was too intense for you at the moment that you had to like take a step out of the situation, take a breath, but you never came back into it. So when you went to sleep, like your subconscious did it for you.
1: Yeah. It's like, I was trying to throw it to the void, like just get rid of this threat. Yeah. But then I couldn't escape it. Even in my dream, I had to dream about it to actually process the feeling that I had. It's like, I wanted to feel numb by sleeping and not deal with the feeling itself. But then I felt that feeling in the dream. It's like, I couldn't escape it. It's something that I had to process somehow
0: yeah and it's it's an it's an intense emotion you know um it's it was so much information for you that you had to like exactly what you said just throw it to the side for a bit but it's something that you had to go through with it right Mm. um for for like in my experience has this happened to me when i had like a very traumatic experience i totally forgot about something i went through I I remember, I have this memory, like, very foggy to begin with, and I I just kind of remember of, like, kind of, like, sliding through the day, Mm -hmm. and then, like, it kind of forgot, and then I had a dream about that day, but it was very, very intense, and I I remember, like, dreaming the entire day, but I was, like, a little kid, Mm. and then when I woke up, like, the memories came back, and I started crying, (laughs) like, really, really intense. And Mm. then it was like, okay, thank you. I needed to, like, go through this. And then I felt, like, very good the rest of the day. But it was Mm. like, you know, like, what the fuck did I just dreamt of? And then, like, the memory came back to me. And it was, like, five years ago. It it happened a while back. And it was like, fuck, man, you know? And I don't know. At the the end of the day, viewers were not experts in... (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting one but dude it, it was it is insane right like mm-hmm. i don't know if you want to share anything you're allowed or not yeah, that will I, be up to you i can't think of anything right now but um, always
2: say less than necessary um... yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, theory number two we're going to talk about the psychodynamic theory of dreaming the psychodynamic dreaming this which is a very interesting one uh, the psychodynamic theory of dreaming follows Freud's ideas that dreams are meaningful. And the major function of dreams is wish fulfillment. Dreams, under this theory, certain deep desires and needs are buried in the unconscious. So, this type of theories, they follow the, the father of psychoanalysis um, first dream theories, which state that every theory, every dream that you have is because there's something that needs to be interpreted out of it. There's something meaningful. There's a wish that you need to to fulfill. There's a desire that you're not actually accepting about yourself. Um, Maybe, like the example before that Mehdi said, that wet dreams could be an example of this type of theory Mm -hmm. because you have a wet dream because you have a a sexual desire a sexual need that is not being um fulfilled fulfilled so exactly so therefore you dream about it um this is one of the best examples we can tell our viewers um what do you think guys
1: (laughs) the one that everyone could relate to
0: (laughs) i mean we're human at the end of the day <laughs> yeah yeah yeah.
1: no no no. but if you're thinking about dreams we all have different dreams but i i think this this is a like a common one like everyone would would have it at some point
0: if i'm not mistaken like pretty high intense intense um athletes when mm. they go to their like sports therapy and stuff they also kind of psychoanalyze their dreams mm-hmm. um because they represent their dreams, um, things that they might not be able to do in their careers. or the opposite, when they have like a very fulfillment career, then it could be like the fears they have from from the careers they' like they've been going through with it, right? So this could be one of the theories of how the, like dreams are analyzed. So it's not about like the amount of information that the human is going through day by day, but it's about like, the feelings that they have, and the wishes that are not fulfilled during the amount of information retrieving day by day. Fuck. (laughs) uh, Did you exhaust your... uh... No, it made me think. Like, then if if dreams are everything that you're not like, that you're not be able to fulfill, but then what would be a wish that you would like to fulfill? It could be like a very big wish, right? It could be like, I wanna become a multimillionaire, so then all of a sudden, do you only dream about money? Or how how could this be like, or then you dream of the, the anxiety of working and having the money, and then like the anxiety, the this feeling of anx of anxiety, this anxious feeling that you're having from the dream. It could be like the reason behind it is that it's interpreted that your your desire of accumulating so much wealth is persecuting you even in your dream. Mm.
2: <laughs> well, it, I think it's, with it's with a,
0: it's a shadow.
1: Aslan Shadow work
2: Yeah I was just saying Like with any theory It's not gonna reveal everything Like it's not gonna tell you The whole picture It's just one aspect Of dreaming That it it, There are some dreams That are wish fulfillments. Definitely What I, yeah, um, I
1: What I wanted to say is Like for example This feeling that You wanna You wanna have wealth You wanna reach Like a successful um, Stage in your life If you're dreaming about it I think it's also One of the not necessarily oppress things, but it's a shadow aspect because it could be insecurity. For example, if you have financial insecurity, then you're thinking about this whole thing. It's a fear. So it manifests itself in, in a dream that you're thinking that much about reaching that level of, um, of money. When I was thinking also about the thing that you mentioned, for example, the athletes that they need to do like, um, some dream, um, therapy or something like that. I'm thinking about it. If, if you're having dreams that you cannot really understand, it could be um, it could be an obstacle in the things that you want to reach. For example, if, if you have a pattern of dreams that you cannot interpret and you're like, why the fuck I have these dreams? And the feeling also to remember the, the feeling, because it's an important point. If the feeling that you have after these dreams, for example, if it's guilt, shame, um, you know, like being afraid, you feel that you need, uh, you need security afterwards or some kind of reassurance, then it it's, it's probably something that you should work on and try to analyze. It's again, like the, the shadow manifestation when something happens in public and then you don't react. And when you go home, yeah, I should have done this. I should have done that, you know, and do you have this guilt and shame kind of
0: Yeah. Also, I'm going to throw another example like I did on the other one before with a traumatic experience. There's people that tend to re-dream the same dream over and over. And just like on a daily basis or a nightly basis, their dream just changes a little bit day by day. But it's kind of the same dream constantly. It's just a little tweaks here and there. And it's like the the brains work on this trauma that they have. And it's this wish to overcome it. Or this wish to like maybe just accept it. This desire to accept what had happened. But your mind refuses to. So it's the constant dream and the constant feeling that could be sadness, anger, anxiety. Could be, you know, like frustration. And it's repetitively day by day, day by day, day by day um this could be also one of these like for example dreaming like theories because it's like this wish of overcoming this fear right of just letting go with it and it's it's intense it is it is quite the, intense to have the like fact, a, a the fact that you have
1: the fact that you have a repetitive dream could also come with with a good feeling, like maybe you enjoy that specific dream that you think about it and you kind of want to put it on a loop. It depends again on the feeling. Like if you have a bad feeling about it, maybe it's something that you should work on or address. For example, you if, if you're feeling, sorry, if you're dreaming about the same character over and over, maybe there is something to address with that person, for example, the fact that it's holding a lot of mental space in, in your brain, but at the same time. If you're having the same dream experience over and over and that happens in your dream and you try to, and maybe it's related to lucid dreaming because at some point, if you have control over your dream, you can also like navigate yourself through making it what, what you actually want. I don't think you can do it fully, but you can, you can change some pieces in, in the, in the dream itself. But yeah, it it could be repetitive because you enjoy that kind of experience. I don't know.
0: That's interesting. Um, that
2: just looks
0: very just to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you want to add something?
2: Dreams, dreams, I know that they always serve a compensatory function. So usually, if something... For example, I always have this thing where if I, uh, if I see some person... Like my mom comes and visits me, for example. And I see her every day for however long she's here. And then she leaves, I'm going to see her in my dream probably in the next couple of days. Because mm. my brain is is trying to compensate. It's trying to, there is like your, your normal and now it changed. And now your brain is going to, you're going to see your mom in your dream basically. Like in my case. Or like it happens Damn, all the time to uh, me when I have some normal. You have some normal and then it stops. And then you're you're, you're going to dream about it basically um and then it's gonna normalize but it's trying to compensate kind of so So usually dreams always yep
1: sorry i'm trying to jump in so it's like you get you get used to a kind of experience or behavior and the fact that you're used to it for example let's say for more than a month then your brain gets used to for example in your case seeing your mother so the fact that it just comes at us at a certain point that you know like you don't see her anymore it's like your dream is helping Mm -hmm. you adapt like even though you don't see her in the first few days you can still see her in your dream and that compensates a bit the fact that you're not seeing her anymore yeah yeah like a a kind of adaptability
0: this is actually a commonality that people that go through a loss experience when people that lose someone close to them they tend to see him, her, or whatever, in their dreams constantly afterwards. Like and it could last for a long time. You know, like it could be someone that a widow or a or an orphan mm-hmm. or something, like mm-hmm. they will continue to dream with their parents or with their husband or with their wife, like even seven, ten years afterwards. Because the feeling is so intense that it stays there and then like. You know, like, I think this was more common that your grandmother used to say like, "Ah, your grandfather visited me last night.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, he
0: says hi and this kind of stuff. And it's like your grandmother's like experiencing in her dream the visit of her husband.
2: Yeah, I guess depending on how intense was the initial normal. Yeah. You're going to keep seeing this person in your dream. And
0: also if you're used to having like constant daily communication with someone and then all of a sudden it's cut. Your brain is not yeah. ready to let go.
2: Yeah, like for example and also a thing is like for example, I I rarely see my girlfriend in my dream when she's here. But if she leaves for a week or two weeks, it's I will a... definitely see her in my dream. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like definitely. <laughs> so
1: that's that's very interesting I because diagnose. I don't I, 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 I don't think I experienced this this dream. Like, I I don't recall because I I moved to different places many times and I know that I miss some people Mm -hmm. sometimes, but I don't believe that I had the the same experience with any of the characters that I met in my life.
0: That you remember.
1: That I remember. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's interesting in the sense of we also like as different individuals and characters, we also have different, maybe different dreaming needs than other people, for example.
0: No, and then dreams, they tend to get forgotten or like the, the dream tend to be, to be distorted by the mind in uh, like after the first 15 minutes, when you awake. Mm. Yeah. So I want, I'm going to discuss this later when it comes to a dream journal, but now that we're talking about it, it is very important if you have a dream journal and you want to do a dream journal to one of the first things you do when you wake up is to write your dream down exactly as you remember it because Mm. as soon as possible as soon as possible because 30 minutes after you will already remember half of your dream an hour after you might not remember any of the dream
1: Mm -hmm. But the the ones the ones that come literally the ones that come with intense feelings, they always say remarkable. It's like exactly like life events. Yeah. You cannot think about everything yeah. in your childhood, but when it comes to traumas, they're cl- crystal clear in your mind that, you know, like some stuff happened.
0: But you don't remember the totality of the dream, though. You remember the intense part of the dreams as well.
1: Okay, th- that's a good question. For How long, uh, how long is the average dream in process, for example? Because that's something I don't know. I know that it's short. I know that it comes at the end of the sleeping pattern. Like it's it's not maybe in the middle. It's it's before you wake no, up it somehow. it comes
0: with REM. It comes during the REM activity of the sleep. Which REM usually lasts like the, what, like three the hours. REM is like, like the not that deep
2: sleep.
0: But
1: it's REM is the second stage, no?
0: Stage i don't remember in the sleep cycle i remember is the one where like dreams actually come through and it's not in the beginning of the sleep obvious cycle. of the sleep cycle and it's not at the end but it's closer to the end if i'm not mistaken um that's something that we could discuss as well later okay on. i just i just um, looked
1: into it uh at times dreams may occur during other stages of sleep However, these dreams tend to be much less vivid or memorable. The length of a dream can vary. They may last for a few seconds or approximately twenty to thirty minutes. That's that's not short as I was expecting it. But twenty or thirty minutes, that's quite, re- uh, quite some time. When
0: you remember it or like No the no no, that's
1: that's that's dreaming. That's the process of you dreaming. It could la- it could be either a few few seconds or between 20 minutes or and tw- 20 minutes to 30 minutes.
0: It's also like in my experience is weird because I can be asleep, I have a dream, I wake up because I need to go to the bathroom, I go to the bathroom, come back to bed, go asleep. I have another, another dream, I wake up like three hours later because I need to go to the bathroom again or mm. the neighbor made a noise or whatever, and then I go to sleep and I have another dream so I don't, you, should, you, should drink,
1: uh, you should drink less water
0: yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> i like to stay hydrated during during the nice. night time oh my god <laughs> <laughs> right, let's jump over the third ther- the third theory that we're the third ther- theory group that we're discussing it's called this one is the one that you're gonna like is the cognitive theories of dreaming dreaming through the cognitives Um, cognitive theories of dreaming cover the ideas that dreams have important psychological functions and they help people solve ongoing problems they face dreams relate to the status of our ongoing needs and dreams function to assimilate new data and reorganize related memories so basically everything that we've been like kind of discussing about like the trauma dreams that you have and this type of feelings in the dreams call, like going to this category as well, which is like there's a reason why like this dream is coming to you. It's like experiencing this cognitive behavior in your in your conscious day by day. And you cannot assimilate it during like your waking hours. So you have to go through um, the nighttime. And also this is important because I, I, I gave this example in my life before that it reorganizes like memories when I said about the the traumatic experience that I had that my mind like suppressed it and I had to go through a dream to remember it. This is exactly basically in that category that happens. Um, but at the same time, as we said before, memories are not that trusty. Trust- trustworthy. Trustworthy, thank you. Because memories change during the time. And as I said, like during like murder cases or criminal cases, when it comes to a night witness. The longer the time passed through the crime scene, then a white uh, witness becomes less veridic to the case because the memory gets distorted by its own by its own individual. <laughs> if you want to talk about like, tell yeah, say, say say, say jump it. in.
1: <laughs> I wanted to say something quickly. It's very interesting with the memories because even the way, for example, if I ask you a question and there was this uh, this research that was done on. Uh, on witnesses of some some accidents, like when they ask them when the accident happens, they have they have an answer. And then when they ask, like in, in a week or two, the the That's answer is kind of less right? less intense. And even the way they yeah. measure, for example, they were like, okay, how on, on a scale? I don't know what was the scale. But how would you measure if this, this person was was very fast before before the, if they say, for example, before the accident or before, um, before car a crushed car B, if you hear the word crushed, even your memory gets manipulated a bit that it, it was, he was going very fast. Like your answer would be, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, car a was, was very fast when, when he crushed car B for example. So the, the phrasing of the question, even if you're asking about the memory, could make you change some elements in the memory itself. Plus no, there's, that, there's time,
0: the... time also affects memories. Yeah, of course. And then the life that has gone through the time as well, but then that, that becomes the thing, how would you trust your own memories? Well, that's another podcast, I suppose. <laughs> that's but yeah, that's, it becomes, that's, like, that's the I...
1: answer of one of the next episodes. We, we should have one about memories as well
0: yeah because that's well m- m- dreams and memories are integrated they go back by- hand by hand um but it's so it's weird would you trust more a feeling of a dream or the feeling of a memory
1: a memory is something you witnessed yourself and you lived uh the fact that no, but a you dream... think that you witness the, the the fact that a dream is hard to interpret makes it easier for you to trust a memory than a dream or the feeling that you had from from a memory.
0: No, no, but think about it. If memories get distorted during time and memories get changed even by your own self, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: how would you trust a memory more than a dream when a dream comes from the feeling that your unconscious is having about a memory that you don't recall exactly as it happened?
1: You don't recall it then exactly but it was there was an there was a conscious process of you observing yeah. what's happening and gathering some data but in the dream it's your unconscious that it's throwing that on your conscious so the unconscious is quite uncontrollable in that sense you're not very sure what what's happening again it could be but- It could be symbols if if you're actually hiking maybe it's it's the pursuit or you're trying to reach something it doesn't necessarily mean that you're hiking whereas when you're doing something and you're conscious it's not that symbolic if you're hiking it means you're hiking you're having you're having it like a hike
0: yeah but the the thing is also like in your yeah 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 but also there's two things i want to discuss when you're experiencing something At the same time, you're not entirely truly truly there because your mind is kind of somewhere else and kind of there. You're not entirely living in the moment, at least in this western side of the world, or majority of people, because our minds are complicated and they're just like spinning. So the memory that you have is only from the focus, attention that you're giving this exact moment, not the entirety of what is going on. And So the, the memory per se... Is not 100% of what happened to begin with. And two, there's also this saying that I have this memory like if it was a dream. So we're already putting old memories. We're already putting them in the same category as dreams because they become so vague that you kind of vaguely remember or you kind re- kindly remember it as a dream. So what would you trust more, a dream or a memory?
2: Yeah, so if you take, for example, let's say you take dreams. Um, because they're based on actual things that are happening in your daily life that happened that happened yeah <laughs> yeah so it's it's because the normal view is that they are made up fantasies dreams like, right yeah. yeah that's the normal default uh, people's view most people's default view um, maybe now it's less because people are getting into spirituality nowadays. It's, but there was a time where like m- almost everyone's like, yeah, it's just probably some
0: bullshit. But before it wasn't. Yeah, as so, so, so we discussed yeah, before, it exactly. was dreams were religious yeah, dreams. Yeah, they meant something. Meant something. Important. Then they got lost, and yeah. now we're going back into it. The interpretation exactly. of dreams. Exactly. Exactly. The same as Jordan Peterson said that they're not random fucking. Acts yeah. of the mind. So. <laughs> yeah, because
2: it's based on the real things, and the, your memories, as we, we also mentioned is something that can get distorted. Um, so I'm hundred percent sure that yes, like uh, memory is, uh, ju- it's just as fragile as as a dream is. Exactly. Um, that's I, that's I, I have to, to. disagree. Perfect.
1: I think I think it's not. They both cannot be fully trusted, but I think you can trust more a memory than, than a dream. That's, that's from my own It's because you don't trust a dream,
0: Medi. You trust the feeling that you had in the dream. You don't trust what you saw in the dream. You trust the, what, what you felt in it, and the feeling is like the truth in it. Everything else, as he said, is a bunch of, of images and symbols thrown at you for you to be able to interpret better what you're feeling at the moment.
1: Well, also, also it's the same thing with memories. You also remember how you felt about one of the memories. For example, when it comes to traumas, you don't think about it like logically, or if you have, um, a PTSD, you think about how you felt when something happened. And if the feeling is truth, then it's exactly the same thing. Also the same thing with dream, dream becomes a memory as well. So if you're thinking about your dreams, you're digging into your memories so it's exactly the same thing but for me for me my my argument is when you experience something um, on a conscious level then you gather some data obviously it could be it could be changed with time or the way you felt for example if i'm having an experience with with you guys then uh i don't know it's it's the same experience that we're having now but let's say in five years i have an issue with aslan but i'm cool with adriano it's my change in my mind that, you know, Aslan was all the time, you know, doing something bad, for example, because it's based on a feeling. Yeah, sure. So the, the, the memory could be changed with time based on how we feel. But again, it's not fully accurate, but it happened. This happened. If it's a memory, I believe that on a conscious level, I lived this experience and I can think about the conscious level that i had looking at the laptop for example the visuals and me processing this it could be changed but it's more relevant than me trusting a dream that's that's my argument and we can agree to disagree
2: (laughs) (laughs) all all i'm thinking about right now is that i can't trust myself
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's the thing right like we're just going through this world trying to figure out all of this information that is thrown at us, trying to put it into a context, but then what the fuck do you believe and trust? That's that's the issue, right? Okay. Um, Now let's jump to the next topic. (laughs) Let's go. Um, Okay. So before we talk a little bit about lucid dreaming, right? Um, We we just wanted to add it as an extra spice on on, on this podcast, on this episode. Um, So I will go again through the definition of lucid dreaming. It occurs when the dreamer is aware that they are in a dream and that they are able to control events within the dream, whereas regular dreaming often includes symbols and narratives that are generally outside of the dreamer's control. So in simple words, lucid lucid dreaming is when you are dreaming and then you become aware that you are dreaming and you become conscious of your dream. Um, uh, do you have in the definition if this. it's like
1: half yeah. aware or fully aware of what's happening? Because I fully think you're aware. you're both sleeping and aware. No. Because if you're fully aware, no, then you're it's... actually not not
0: sleeping, you're awake. No, because you're 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 fully aware of the in the dream. It is like the difference between astral projection and then lucid mm. dreaming. Mm. That astral projection is like basically when you on a awaken um, on awakens on a very awakened status you literally like get yourself an out-of-body experience. Like some kind of While transcendence. Dreaming is, yeah, this is very spiritual and stuff like that. Whoever is interested, you can do more research about it because there are techniques of how to do both of them. Um and then lucid dreaming is when you go to sleep, and during the sleep you become aware, your con like your unconscious becomes conscious in the sleep. Mm. You know? Did, so
1: did, it, did you have an experience with lucid dreaming?
0: Asking you both. I have had. I have had a, a couple of experiences. They have lasted very little. Yeah. Because I think my mind got like freaked out that I actually realized that wasn't a dream. Oh, hmm. really yeah
2: I, I, I had an interesting one.
0: I have I have this uh, regularly it's
2: not like super regularly but like commonly All it right. happens and it's the same thing. I whenever in the dream something dangerous is about to happen to me I can pause the dream like a game uh, that's cool. I, I like I think maybe my the feeling of not wanting to maybe like if someone's chasing me or I'm about to die or something and i feel like like this is a, i can i think maybe it's so intense the feeling that i can just make it like pause like i literally just pause and i'm like okay i'm safe and but how uh, how, how, how how do you pause can, like, well, just,
1: what does it happen when when you I, pause the event that is happening for example you're running and then you pause what's I imagine,
2: that i imagine i imagine a game like you know how in a game you can just hit pause
1: ah okay that's like, how you uh, feel about it pause.
2: interesting like, okay I literally just—I think I use that mental construct to do it, like a game. Like I literally just pause. Like I imagine, I think of pausing a game, like, I, and I just pause it. Yeah, yeah,
0: mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this is too much for me. Pause, and then you're yeah, like, yeah. okay, this is just a dream. From from yeah, my yeah, experience, yeah, it's,
1: it's like, from my experience, I had lucid dreaming with dreams that I like really enjoyed. Like they were really entertaining for me, and I feel that you know, I wake up out of anxiety that this dream might end. Like I'm aware that it's a dream and I'm kind of controlling what's happening. And then I I hate it when I wake up because I was enjoying the dream. Mm. But I never had lucid dreaming with dreams that I didn't like, like for example, Aslan's experience, like he was running and then he, he thinks about like posing and then it actually happens. But for me, when it comes yeah. to bad dreams it's like I have no control over them until I wake up. When it's an interesting dream that I actually enjoy, it's like I have a character to play and I think that I can uh, also uh, change some pieces in in the
2: dream itself. I think I think I can I I think maybe I do that too sometimes. I think yeah, if it's something very interesting to me, I do that too where I try to like control like i want to be in it more like mm. uh, kind mm. of
1: uh, you want to live it more you uh, want to experience yeah. it more
2: yeah but exactly do, do you feel so that, like, that yeah. it's a
1: dream like do you realize that you're actually dreaming yeah when that happens
2: i think so because i think so i i think yeah for me yes i i know that it's a dream i, I think, think i'm same. half awake yeah. as well like i
0: half wake up or something Th- like that's, that's what happens to me like the, the times that ha- happen is that I realize I'm dreaming and then it's like, okay, it's a dream. Time to wake up. Yeah. like, no. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah. And then you can actually go back. Yeah. No, I, I, have, I haven't been able. You haven't been able. No, okay. it has been just randomly like two or three times that I'm in different dreams. And there's like, I see my hand and it's just like all weird. Uh... And then it's like, okay, this is a dream. And then it's like, okay. And I just hear around the dream and it's like, okay, this is a dream, time to wake Sometimes up.
2: Sometimes if it's a very interesting dream, I I just like, I can go back to it where I, and the way I do it is like, if I woke up a little bit, I can just, like if I'm turning in bed or something, I can just think about the dream, close my eyes and I can kind of go back to it. That's cool. Yeah. And that maybe tells you that it's it's kind of thinking. Cognition—it's like th- like you're thinking while you're sleeping. So that's yeah. how you like you can know, slip into it. At least for me, just think about the dream, close your eyes, and you can go back into it.
0: Dude, that's cool. I think one of the techniques, one of the many techniques, one is like to think about the previous dreams. That's why you need to like if you want to constantly have lucid dreamings or stuff or work to have lucid dreamings. It's recommended to have a, like a dream journal mm-hmm. where you write your dreams. And then yeah. it, becomes, re- like, it becomes more apparent that you're remembering your dreams, it, like your mm-hmm. consciousness is working on remembering your dreams. So Be- it's easier for you because to jump the into
2: reason, it. The reason why you, I can jump in back, I think, then is because it's very fresh and I'm not disturbed. Yeah. Uh, so, so I can really concentrate my mind on going back into it. But if I wake up more like awaken myself more then the dream slips away so then i can't really think about yeah. it anymore because i'm already awake fully yeah, yeah. um and i guess in that sense writing it really helps because if you write it
0: then you can i guess revisit it yeah later
2: yeah, yeah. kind of so then you can keep dreaming
0: like they say that. like putting an alarm clock at three or four in the morning mm-hmm. just to wake you up like turn the alarm clock off and go to sleep it will help you like go into like the lucid dreaming stage oh really? that's one of the theories also okay. like they say that if you put like something on your hand this this actually happened to me i used to put a triangle in my hand like by pen and then just like look at it randomly like random days random times during the day like five to to ten times and just say like is this a dream is this a dream <laughs> and then like one time you're dreaming you're seeing the triangle and The triangle is not static it's moving around So then it's like, is this a dream? And your consciousness reacts and it's like, yeah, it's a dream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's many other ways you can do your research. There's many ways that might actually work for you or not. That will be up to you. Amazing, amazing viewers. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Amazing listeners.
0: And amazing listeners. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for reminding me about that.
1: (laughs) Okay. Quick question. Um, What happens when you stop dreaming, when you don't experience dreaming anymore
0: well according to freud that was the best way of sleeping of having rest oh, really when when you didn't have a dream when you were like a dreamless night by really? the way <laughs> thank you for no reminding but uh, me.
1: i i i heard because i i think well i saw jordan peterson talking about dreaming and he said like it's it's a concern if you spend a long time not experiencing yeah. any dream not at all true. When I looked into some, some research, they said like, it's not really a concern if you stop dreaming for some time. So I'm not really sure how dreaming plays a role into like day-to-day life or like normal life for a long period of time. Or does it kind of represent that like you're, you're good with your shadow aspects, like your unconscious is not trying to send you any messages or. Um, maybe you're draining your mind thinking and calculating everything during the day that when you go sleep like your mind just wants to rest they like your mind doesn't want to transmit any other messages i'm i'm just thinking about the possibilities here
2: i think i think it's a very i agree with what jordan pearson says i'm i'm sure it's a jungian argument as well but yeah, i definitely. think uh, it's a very uh i think it's not good because uh, to be honest there's that but then there's also like i haven't really read about this much but i know that like um do you like how do you know if you're if you're forgetting all your dreams or you're not dreaming you know like that's also because i think i think everyone dreams even Even if you say if you say yeah yeah. even dogs and cats dream if you say you don't dream you just don't remember it most likely
1: yeah not necessarily not necessarily I think because sometimes you 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 remember that you had a you had a bad dream but you cannot recall what was the dream but yeah. if you don't but... if you don't remember that you had any dreams like on a daily basis you wake up and you're like like you're trying to think about it uh today i I like while sleeping, I didn't have any dream and it happens like every you th- day. You're, do you you're... Think
2: about it? huh? Do you think about it? Like think, do you like think... throughout the day say, Oh, I did not have a dream. Or...
1: No, not throughout the day. When you notice that you didn't have any dreams for like two weeks, then you start kind of expecting that something would happen. And if every day you wake up with, with no dreams, especially if, if, if you think that it's relevant, then you think about it more. Because some people wouldn't notice if they don't know, for example, that it's an it's an actual concern if they don't dream. Maybe they they, I mean, they wouldn't even th- assess themselves in that sense. Go, Adriano.
0: That also, uh, for example, when you drink alcohol, you tend not to dream because you don't. Oh yeah. It doesn't allow you. You're like part of the brain to activate the dreaming stage. So, because you don't go into deep sleep. Also, that's right. So, mm-hmm. also that will depend on. It could be measured that dreaming is healthy, and not dreaming could be that there's something wrong going on with your whatever. So that mm-hmm. could be one of the things that might be important to take into consideration when it comes to dreaming. Um, I don't know what to say about like when you go like in, in long stages of, of not dreaming because I have never experienced that in my life. Hmm. I think the only times I have not dreamt is because I was drunk. <laughs> hmm. um,
2: could be also, you know, if you look at it from a scientific perspective,
0: yeah, yeah. that could be
2: it. You just don't go into REM. like yeah, yeah. You're not, <laughs> You don't have REM. You're not having very nice sleep. And that's something that could be health related.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it could I mean, be some no, kind of like less... lack of lack of melatonin for example, the fact that you're not getting quality sleep so you don't you don't go to that stage. Exactly. Could be biological. Yeah, could be both, biological and uh psychological.
0: Yeah. I mean there's I mean I'm pretty sure there's there's never one straight answer for anything. So yeah, we're just like exploring. A, one
2: answer. We're yeah, there's exploring. always a
0: group of things. But it is a, it is an important question to ask. Um to be honest, to ask yourself. Um anyone wants to jump into another ramification of this beautiful topic? I think mm. we explored
1: many aspects. Um I think we nothing do from my side. I do. Good.
0: do you I have do anything? wanna say something just to yeah. close this beautiful thing. Where is it?
1: Ta ta-ta-ta.
0: Find it before you say Here. that you want to say something <laughs> so I even wrote it down so yeah I just wanted to remind viewers and listeners the following if your dreams are disturbing you if they're contributing to another mental concern such as anxiety or post-traumatic stress disorder or if you're simply interested in deciphering the psychology of dreams dream therapy may be a good option um so don't think about dream therapy like there's something wrong with you necessarily. It could be a way of um, getting to know yourself better. Like, I I personally believe that therapy is always good for you because it's a way of navigating in this world, trying to not only understand the external, trying to understand the internal. Um, dream therapy could be a really cool way of doing so. Definitely.
2: dream yeah. Dream interpretation Thoughtful. is one of the... Yeah. Dream interpretation is one of the best ways to access contents of your unconscious. Yeah. To figure
0: yourself out. Yeah. You know, like yeah. trying to, to figure yourself out. Like we have talked in many other episodes about like being aware of your behaviors, being aware of your bullshit, being aware of your shadow work, of your shadow, sorry, and doing the shadow work, being aware of these type of things. Also, this is a, a way of being aware of this little way that you don't want to. And... We have so many good tools from meditation, from right now this topic, dream interpretation, from the Jungian aspect of shadow working that we've been sharing with you guys. I hope some of them have actually resonated with you and have helped you in in, in many ways, as as they have helped me at least. <laughs> so I, I think we just wanted to put that out there.
1: Very good recommendation, yeah.
0: Adriano. Yeah, good way to wrap it up. Yeah, exactly. and the same as other episodes, please leave your comments below. Um, ask us any questions, we'll answer them uh, as best as we can and go through with you in the best way possible as well. Uh, we wish you always the best of the best and see you on the next one. Thank you, everyone. You guys.
1: All right, good stuff.
0: That was a good one. Yeah, that was that was nice. I like the discussion we had this time. It was very more like within ourselves and I really felt like...